The 100 Marathon Club by Darren Smith. Hopefully recording it this time because I managed to successfully delete this one earlier, having spent a few hours sorting it out. Fingers crossed. If you are listening to this, congratulations. I managed to do it. Twat, really. Anyway, number 16, Lucerne, 29th of October, 2017. Whenever someone says that I am organised, I remember the Passover weekend of 1992. My friend Mark and I decided to head to Cornwall to surf on the northern coast, Westward Ho maybe, or Bude, we, we really hadn't decided, in response to the movie Point Break. We were inspired by Messrs Reeves and Swayze, despite not knowing how to actually surf, and, on a whim, booked ourselves on a coach from Victoria bus station heading down to Exeter on Maunday Thursday. Mark's Ford Capri was in the panel beaters, for reasons that will remain unclear, and so we were two North London boys, wanting to live the surfer dream, dude. The coach took forever and it was already late uh, at night when we arrived in Exeter. There were no other buses around, and the one staff member we could find actually explained that they had none running over the Easter weekend to the destinations we wanted. The next bus to the coast was Tuesday morning. Now, I had not booked us a hotel in Bude or Westwood Ho because we hadn't decided on which one we were going to, so there was absolutely no chance that I would have booked anything in Exeter either. And so we walked into town. Chancing upon a burger van stationed outside a nightclub, we asked the owner where Bude was, and he pointed up the road and said, that way. And technically he was right. He just neglected to say it was 50 miles that way. And so we started walking. And we walked, and we walked, and we walked some more. We passed through sleepy little villages as the local pub chucked out the regulars. They looked at us like we had two heads. Did I neglect to mention Mark had blonde hair to the middle of his back, the sides of it shaved, was covered in tattoos, combat's heavy metal vest and sleeveless leather jacket, and I sported a jet-black Gary Newman-style parting. An urban camo. Ooh, stylish. After crossing a bridge over the motorway and an extra two hours on pitch-dark country lanes with no paths, flashing blue lights illuminated the scene, and we were picked up by the local constabulary. Apparently, hitchhikers had robbed someone on the motorway. And so I asked how they got away. Surely, if they were hitchhikers... They'd be walking. It all smelled a bit fishy, but there was nothing to be said to them as they rummaged through our bags and found nothing but a change of clothes. They asked us where we were going, and I told them that we were going surfing in Bude or Westwood Ho. We hadn't decided yet. And we had no surfboards. We would hire them there, and wetsuits as we would hire them there or a hotel to stay in, or means to travel there or back. But they did not buy it. And so they put us in the back of the car and drove us back along the country lanes that we'd spent hours walking along. 
through the peasant villages, across the motorway bridge, back through town past the now-closed burger van, past the bus station to Exeter train station, where they forced us to buy tickets back to London and put us on the mail train at 5am. This, this, this experience, is why I am so organised now. This is where, why I have races, hotels, flights and trains booked to you in advance. I have maps printed out to get to and from all the places of importance. And so to Lucerne. The self-proclaimed Europe's most beautiful marathon. I had planned to run this in 2015, having spoken to Laura at Berlin, but things got in the way. And again in 2016, but I ended up running Athens. And so in 2017, I finally made a space in my calendar. The three strikes rule also pertains to my running. And so I booked the flights from London to Zurich. Actually, before that, I booked a car to Paddington. I booked the Heathrow Express to to Heathrow, obviously. Um, I booked flights to Zurich and trains from Zurich to Lucerne. I had a hotel close to the expo and the boats to the start, and then a second hotel to celebrate afterwards with the best views of the city. I booked restaurants. I researched everything. Everything was booked and printed out, including maps walking to walk to help us walk from the train station to the first hotel, the first hotel to the expo, the first hotel to the boats, and the second hotel to back to the station afterwards. It was flawless. The race, though, took a little getting used to. For one, it would be two 13-mile laps, identical laps. So in essence, it would be Europe's most beautiful half. Not that I suggested that to them anyway. There would be a ferry ride from the town to the start-stroke-finish area, which others loved, but anyone who got a little boat sick was in trouble. And the baggage drop was an unmanned changing room at a local gym five minutes' walk from the event village. There would also be a half marathon starting with us and stopping halfway, and a 10k starting about three and a half hours to four hours in at the 32-kilometre mark. This would be the same as Hull, where there were multiple races going on at the same time, and others that I've run, uh, where the middle-distance sprinters come herring past you when you are almost broken. Yes, that is a little demoralising. To be honest, you would be hard-pressed to tell if there was a large international marathon going on at all in Lucerne. Sure, you saw a few runners, but not the armies I did at Barcelona or Athens. The expo was held in a swanky hotel facing the lake. It was very nice, but from what I could tell, bereft of any merchandise. When asked, we were told that you could apparently buy it online, but really? This is the place you need to sell the t-shirts and the hoodie and the buffs and a giant foam hand with a pointing finger and the Swiss flag on it. Anything. 
people would buy it, shouting, take my money. The start was on the far side of the lake, a long way out of town. This was pretty unique. As the Transport Museum was a hike, over 30 minutes away, Coop, or Co-op, the sponsor, laid on free ferries to shuttle the runners and their supporters to the start. And I did love it, although I was pretty knackered early doors, so I didn't do the I'm the king of the world thing from Titanic. Once disembarked, you were on one side of the museum. After following some local-looking runners, you know, goat, piece of cheese, chocolate, Nazi gold, it became obvious that the bag drop was the exact opposite side. Actually, scratch that, it was not obvious at all. We had to go to an information desk and ask there. And then we found that the ladies' and men's bag drops were in fact in different buildings. With the men's bag drop a bit of a hike away, very confusing. Very confusing. Two laps. Um, let me get that out of the way again. Two, count them, laps. You start outside the city at the Transport Museum, as I said, and it's pretty cool. It's got planes and boats and tanks and cars and a drill head used to burrow through mountains. You don't see those too often. You know, you get the idea. From there, you run a long straight back to Lucerne Old Town, edging the lake. You then cross a bridge. Here you turn sharply and go down by the docks where you caught the ferry first thing in the morning, and then you are already on the wide, tree-lined back streets of the commercial area. Alpine horn players pipe you along. You run through the outskirts of town, hitting the only two inclines, totalling 75 metres overall, and then circumnavigate the most picturesque loop. Lake on your left, mountains in the distance, trees on the right, a vineyard and cuckoo clock houses before turning back to town. You hit the stadium of FC Lucerne, my arch nemesis on FIFA soccer. You go into the stadium, do a half lap of the pitch and then head out. Back into town, alongside the rail yard, some allotments, and then back into the commercial district again, before running through the concert hall, complete with music and flashing lights and a lot of supporters staying out of the cold. You run out of here and up and into Old Town by the famous Old Chapel Bridge and across the next bridge and up a cobbled shopping street before hitting the long... Long, long, did I mention it felt long? Run back to the start. The start being the turnaround point for the identical second lap, where virtually three quarters of the field disappeared down the final straight, looking for their goodie bag, alcohol-free beer and their half-marathon t-shirt. Leaving the marathon route particularly sparse when it came to actual runners. The second lap reminded me of Tolkien. Now at last they turn their faces to the mountain and set out, thinking no more of concealment, bending their weariness and failing wills only to the one task of going on. I adopted an even more cut-down version of my run-walk strategy for the second lap. 
the buzz at the kilometre would happen on my watch. I would walk for a count of 25 seconds and then I'd run to the next buzz or the next water tables. And it did work. I, I was making good time. The rain that was promised held off other than a light sprinkling twice. We passed a house where rockers were blaring out back in black twice. Uh, we hit the football stadium twice and ran through the concert hall and were a little disappointed with how short it was twice. And we ran along the long straight twice and we would finish once. But not until we had to deal with the 10k. And this 10k was big. It must have been some sort of national competition there. Um, and it started around the 32 kilometer mark of the marathon route, about 3.30 into my marathon time. What this meant was that suddenly, as we approached the town, a motorcyclist flew by far too fast and far too close. He was followed by a couple of cyclists and then the fastest 10k runners. We had to move to the side. Now this could be quite demoralising and disheartening as dozens of people come streaming past you. But let me tell you this, they wore black bibs. The half marathon runners wore blue bibs. The marathon runners wore red and it was those who got the biggest cheers from the crowd, the, loud, the loudest applause and the loudest hop, hop, hop from the Swiss. As we ran those final kilometres, skipping the walking part of my run-walk strategy and running into the transport museum along a red carpet and home. For my ninth marathon for Pancreatic Cancer UK in my 12 in 12 challenge. And again, way below my target time. A fraction faster than Yorkshire, ten full minutes faster than Hull. I was happy with that, and so collected my bag from the unmanned gym, glad that it was still there, and dug out the printed map, directing us to the second hotel that I'd booked a year in advance. Next up, the... oh god, what is next up? Uh, it is the Relativity Run in Margate. 